On today's Locked On Bama, we want to have a nice, clean, respectable, well-run. I'm told we just got a penalty. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, do I dare ask how you are today? A little, uh, still a little numb. I'm soaking it all in. I still am uh, reading a lot, going over everything. I'm going to do the rewatch starting today. I never do that, but still just trying to soak it all in. Um, I, we're going to have a segment or a podcast or a holiday month devoted to how poorly officiated that game was. Even though, again, if you listen to this podcast, you know Jimmy and I have no problem saying, look, you, you can't just blame losses on officials one way or the other. Um, and we hate the narrative that all officials are terrible and whatever because we, we uh, acknowledge the fact that we need officials to play the game just not that officiating crew that was at the Tennessee game this yesterday because that bunch, and I have no idea if this is true, but I'm going to choose to believe it, that that was the same crew who did the uh, Bo Nix spike the ball backwards game. And if that's <laughs> true, if that is true, they should never work in this industry again. But again, we'll get to that. Let's talk about the things that can be controlled. The things that can be controlled are false starts, are better pass rush, are um, better coverage just in general. Just God Almighty, get in somebody's way when they have two plays to get about 45 yards to get in field goal range. Um, man, and I'll tell you something else that we can control is how much we adore and worship Bryce Young because I'm going to tell you his performance yesterday in a loss – is about as good of a performance that a quarterback can put on when he's getting so little help. Yeah, uh, I was talking with a uh, friend, a respected member of the media uh, this morning about that, and uh, he said it first, but I, I completely agreed. I sort of came out of that game not not a bigger fan of Bryce, but believing believing that he's the best we've ever had. And, and, and that, that's saying a lot now. I mean, it might not have said as much 10 or 15 years ago, but it says a lot now. But uh, he's the best we've ever had. It was an incredible performance, especially coming off the injury. Uh, he threw it as well as I've ever seen him throw it, which is saying a lot. He wasn't getting a, a ton of help around him, uh, but, but it's also not that bad. I actually think the offense made some strides uh, yesterday. I mean, when you, you know, the offense scored 42 because of Defense scored seven. So they all scored 42 points on the road. That should win. That, that, of course, that should win. Um, you know, and, and you know, it, it wasn't the best game by his supporting cast, but it also horrible. I mean, the, the offensive production of 42 points and 560 yards, uh, you take that every week and expect to win. Uh, it was a special teams disaster. Uh, the biggest defensive disaster in Alabama history. I mean, look, th this game has to be about points. And I know offense is different. The sport has changed. It's easier to score points. Tennessee has a very difficult offense to prepare for and match up against. 
But when you give up the most points you've given up in 115 years of playing football, how about this? Alabama gave up the most points in a game for a top three team in a loss in the history of college football. No top three team has ever given up 52 points and lost a game, ever. And the AP poll started in 1933. Um, 479 and one now. That's the record for AP team, AP top three teams when they score 49 points. 49 points. And, look, and listen, I, I feel you. I hear what you're saying. I think a lot of people are going to focus on that 52 points. And, and it should be a focus. I'm not saying it's okay. I am saying, though, that in that environment against that offense, don't, don't be that surprised. I mean, it's a new day in college football. Um, and teams are going to – Hendon Hooker is one of the hottest quarterbacks in football. Hyatt is one of the hottest receivers in football. And they were slinging it all over the place. They were, for the most part – what the heck happened? Am I hearing something? Yes, I know what I'm hearing. The thing that I do sometimes when I pull up ESPN to uh, – I thought this was going to be a great they scored again gag. <laughs> it kind of was. It should have been. But, no, I pulled up ESPN to, to actually get the stats. And, of course, in this media-driven world now, they put ads up. Okay. And I want to tell everybody about Bet Online. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to do it right now. Um <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Uh, anyway, so the 52 points bothers me a little less. The, the special teams gaffes, look, Quindarius Robinson, no relation, by the way. Um, how do you do what you did? I, under, I, I almost got it if he really thought the punt was touched, but it, something should have kicked in instinctively to say nobody else is going after this punt. I mean, like the guy who I thought touched it isn't going after it, and the guy right behind him isn't going after it. So maybe I should not go after it. And not only did he not try and just fall on it, he was going to pick it up. It was a catastrophe. And then Will Reichert, who, I again, we adore Will Reichert. Kickers miss kicks. You got to make that one, buddy. You, we need you. You're one of the best kickers we've ever had. We needed you right there. Um so, again, I'm not trying to absolve Pete Golding or the defense for the 52 points given up. I'm not trying to do that. I'm saying that that needs to be worked on. I don't think that's the biggest problem we have. I don't. I don't think the 52 points is the, the, the main issue. Uh, I mean, the, there's a lot of issues. I agree that the special teams was a, a big issue in terms of the loss, in terms of the points given up, Riker missing the kicks is bad. Q Robinson special teams play is going to go down in Alabama lore, unfortunately, is one of the worst special teams plays ever uh, in Alabama history. Uh, the offense also makes a lot of errors. I, I think I would start with this being a very error-prone team. That's the biggest problem. It's an error-prone team. Uh, but, you know, another focus is that was one game. Now, now we've played, what, seven. Um, you know, you're not, you're not one game. Well, what Alabama football is this year is what's happened in seven games, not one game. And, and Alabama was play, uh, pretty good defense going into this game. Uh, I haven't felt all season like the defense was playing poorly. Uh, it was just so bad last night that it, it just sort of overshadows to some extent what's happened throughout the season. But, but what I, I'm really going to focus on this week is what is Alabama 
Alabama have been like over seven games, and what can we expect going forward? Because uh, Mississippi State uh, is going to present its own challenges. Oh, there's no doubt about that. And here's the thing. Just like we talked about with Arkansas for a redemption game, or no, it wasn't Arkansas, it was Texas. The, te we talked about having a redemption game shortly thereafter. We don't get a redemption game until Ole Miss now. And, you know, maybe I need to quit thinking in those terms because we assumed going into this season that this was going to be one of the, Saban's best teams. And it's just frankly not. We don't have the weapons outside of Gibbs um, and – and Bryce, I mean, Bryce is on another level from everybody else on this team. And I'm including Will Anderson, who was – he was super quiet yesterday, and that's kind of crazy to think about. I mean, mm -hmm. I look, I'm not calling people out necessarily. I'm just saying when we anoint some of our guys as good as they've been, and we know Will Anderson's one of the best players in Alabama history, you could, you could really put him on an all-time Alabama team if you wanted to. But he's been very conspicuous in his absence, at yep. least yesterday. And he made some some bad moves against Texas, even though he had a big sack late in the game. Um, hey, it's, I, it's, it's college football players are not pro players, and I've never been big on, on criticizing college football players, not even now that they're paid lots of money in some cases. Uh, so it's not that. It's just that if, if we're going to come here after a great performance and talk about how awesome Bryce is and how awesome Will is and how what a great punt returner Kool-Aid is, uh, hey, you know, when, when it doesn't work out and uh, and they don't have big games, it's fair to say, hey, what was that? You know, if you're if they're going to get the praise, that then they can get criticism too. And uh, you know, I'm sure Tennessee. I'm sure a lot of it is credit to Tennessee, but uh, it was, you know, crazy that the worst defensive performance I've ever seen from Alabama in a 60-minute football game that Will was on the field for it. That, that's yeah. kind of hard to fathom you know but he uh no sacks no sacks at all from the outside linebacker group right what didn't we just have one sack wasn't it just the dj dale sack no sacks from the cheetah package that that tennessee i'm sure is getting a good laugh over frankly and uh you know uh just an abysmal performance by the defense as a whole but yes no shows i know dallas turner got that fortunate uh touchdown where Tennessee just laid the ball on the ground and Dallas happened to be the one that was there to pick it up and score, but Dallas didn't do much either. Uh, I didn't think particularly anybody other than ironically Kool-Aid, who I just mentioned, I thought Kool-Aid played pretty well, uh, you know, in the defensive backfield. I thought Kool-Aid was fine. I thought Jordan Battle didn't give up much. Uh, every other defensive back was uh, not good. Not Mediocre, good. below no. average. And in fact, we're probably hailing Kool-Aid as a hero if that terrible offensive – I mean, terrible pass interference call it made, which just didn't pass interference. It's just not. Um, but whatever. We'll get to that in a minute. I do need to tell everybody about Simply Safe uh, for real this time. I do need to tell you about Simply Safe. It is an awesome, awesome uh, sponsor that we have now. We truly appreciate them. Uh, that We're so happy to have them on board. And I got to tell you a little bit about them. The numbers don't lie. In the last decade, over 4 million people have chosen Simply Safe Home Security to protect their home. If you don't earn the trust of that many people without doing something right, at Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's the only thing. I know because I use Simply Safe right here in our house where I'm doing this podcast. They protect you with cutting edge, cutting edge security technology powered by 24 7 professional monitoring agents and who always have your back. That's why I love it. My wife had a, an incident like a year ago 
Um, it turned out to be a big nothing burger, but you feel so much better that um, you have a security system like this. I mean, I've got a young child here. I've got uh, a morky poo. Don't want anything happen to them or my wife or my stuff. And um, Simply Safe was there to help us get through it. And um, it was really just awesome to, to know that they're, they're predicting everything. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com backslash locked on college. Save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com backslash locked on college to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Jimmy, um, I want to also give some major kudos to Tennessee. They, they're a good football team. Josh Eiple has has really re-energized that program. I'm happy third Saturday in October means something again. Um, I know some Alabama fans are like, no, I want to beat them 50 to nothing every, every time. I do too, but I also want it to be where Tennessee's not so down and out that it is a formality. They are a good program. I thought the environment was incredible. Much kudos goes to the volunteers, their fan base, um, the team. I thought that they just looked pretty sharp. They look like a team that can compete for a national championship this year. In previous years, I don't know that I would say that even if this team were the same team. You know what I'm saying? I just feel like this particular year, um, overall quality of college football is down a little bit. Uh, this Georgia team, for instance, that some people have number one, is not nearly as good as last year's number one Georgia team. This, uh, this Ohio State team, while is good, has played zero people that are noteworthy. And so I think this Tennessee squad has a chance to win the national championship in the college football environment right now. And – Look, in the end, that's what it's all about. So I'm going to give them a lot of credit. Now I want to get back to Alabama. Uh, Jameer Gibbs, we've got to keep getting him the ball as much as possible. But I think it's you can't bring up his game yesterday without talking about the drop pass that probably wins the game if he catches it on the little uh, V pattern right at the end. If he catches that pass, if he doesn't score, he at least gets us closer to a, a mid-range field goal and they don't have any time left, right? It's true. No, uh, the Gibbs drop was massively big in terms of help, helping to lose the game. That's a fact. You know, and, and he played really well otherwise. Just goes to show what an eventful game it was. There's so many things to discuss about that game. So many bad plays, frankly, and the Gibbs drop was one of them. So crazy because he's the most dependable hands probably on the offense crazy that you'd say that about a running back and not a receiver but he does have probably the most dependable hands on this offense and and that was a bad drop uh one point about tennessee i'm i'm not quite as high on tennessee uh going undefeated or, or winning the playoff or getting to the playoff because i don't think they're really good defensively for instance it sounds crazy because just lost to them but mississippi state is much better on defense than Tennessee. As a matter of fact, Mississippi State is probably better than Texas A&M and Arkansas. Uh, I mean, Mississippi State's a, a quality, quality defense, and that's one of the challenges uh, for this week. But, uh, gosh, that Gibbs drop was was big. Uh, and there were other offensive errors as well. But, again, you know, you score 42 points on the road, you think, think you're going to win the game. Yeah, but – I'm totally with you on all of that. I, I do uh, want to continue to acknowledge that today's game is so different that 49 points doesn't guarantee you what you used to. 
But Alabama's defense is usually better than this. They are better than this. I, th I don't think there's any doubt on the whole they're better than what we saw. You and I always love the saying, you play your best a couple times a year, you play your worst a couple times a year. I think that'll go down as one of Alabama as a team's worst, if not the worst, but maybe Bryce Young's best. Because I'm going to tell you, I didn't think the offensive line did a great job yesterday. The receivers certainly did not help him out very much. Jermaine Burton made a nice clutch catch. Uh, Ja'Cory Brooks had a nice touchdown once. Um, but other than that, I mean, I can't remember a catch where I go, wow, that guy helped Bryce out right there. I mean, I can't remember one. And he threw it a lot. Yeah, we did throw it a lot. I thought some of the receivers made some good plays at times. I thought JoJo Worrell's play was really good to the point I'm like, where was JoJo the rest of the game? <laughs> you know, because the one big play that he was in on yeah. was a big play in the game that helped a lot. But But then he's – I think that was the only ball he caught, you know, the whole game. Uh, Burton made the one good play. Uh, Corey Brooks made several good catches. Uh, I like where the young receivers are. Kobe Prentice had a nice game. Um, Isaiah Bond had one, you know, the prettiest pass play of the game, I thought, was the Bryce to Isaiah Bond play. Uh, was just a, an absolutely perfect pass and catch. Um, Latu had a very productive game catching the ball. I'm going to have to watch the rewatch to look at his blocking, which may not have been very good, uh, which sort of ruins it, regardless of how many catches he's made. But, uh, again, I want to watch the rewatch before I'm, I'm adamant about that. But Latu did have a very productive game catching the ball. Uh, and then, you know, but, but, but defensively, that's just not good. I, I, I think we'll see what happens at the end of this season. And, again, I want to judge the defense over 12 games, not one game. Uh, again, very fair. And let's also say that when I woke up this morning, I was still mad about all of it. But we had a big party at my house because I turned 50 next week. So we had the party this week and we had a bunch of people over here watching it. And, um, you know, it sort of put a damper on the day for the most part. Happy birthday to me. But um, <laughs> anyway, I, I, I really I thought about this. Game. Every time I woke up in the middle of the night, like, you know, I'm 50. So I wake up in the middle of the night a lot. I was thinking about this game and like just like. God, it just makes me so irritated. But then finally, when I woke up the last time this morning, I thought, you know, we still kind of control our own destiny. I mean, if Alabama wins out, they're going to the national championship game. So, I mean, all is not lost. Um, and frankly, Nick Saban's only finished undefe undefeated twice in Alabama. So, I mean, I, I think that uh, we just – need to let this thing move on. It's okay to be mad about it, and it's okay to have a lot of things to work on. And we certainly made more than our fair share of mistakes that uh, need correction. But when you look at the remainder of our schedule, even though it's an undefeated Ole Miss on the schedule, I watched them play Auburn yesterday. And, I mean, shoot, Auburn could I – mean, again, if Robbie Ashford can look that good against Ole Miss, I, what in the heck is Bryce Young going to look like? So, I feel pretty good about it. Let me go – let me go ahead and tell everybody about Bet Online, and then I, I want us to have a segment on officials, and then I want to bury it because I'll tell you why here in just a minute. But right now, I want to tell you about uh, Bet Online. This is the absolute best place to get that bet in. You know it, I know it. It's not a secret anymore. Everybody knows how good Bet Online is, right? I mean, do I need to tell you anymore? BetOnline.net is your number one source for all football betting. This in Info this season, find all the latest player developments, team matchup news, podcast, and in-depth articles and analysis from every game you can find. 
And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with the live betting and up to the minute scores for every single sport that's out there. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to BetOnline today, BetOnline.net today, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline is where the game starts. Um, Jimmy, I'm one of those, you know, everybody's got something they really can't stand, right? I mean, some people can't stand people that chew with their mouth open. Some people can't stand it um, when people are uh, notoriously late to every single thing they go to. I don't like those things, but I really don't like hypocrisy. So I have to be very careful about myself here, not to be too much of a hypocrite when I go off on these officials like I'm about to, because I'm also a big proponent of, hey, you got to play through it. Whatever it is, if an official calls too many fouls in basketball, if an umpire has too weird of a strike zone, if the officials don't understand how many, how to count to four in a football game, you got to work through it. The problem is yesterday, there weren't just one or two questionable calls. There was a litany of bad moments for those officials from not knowing that they played four downs to literally reviewing the game. I mean, they didn't even need review. They just needed a DVR to go, hey, how many, how many downs has Tennessee had? That, I've never seen that in, in my life. I've never seen where the officials lose track of the number of downs and have to use replay to figure it out because none of them can count to four. Colorado might and Missouri might take issue with that, but that was a long time ago before review. So that was horrible. The pass interference where Kool-Aid had the unbelievable return is just a bad football call. And I don't, again, I can live with, you're going to make a bad PI judgment call. I could live with that. Then where was the call that should have been made on Isaiah Bond where he got grabbed in the face mask and taken down and it wasn't called? Um, well, why how does Will Anderson and Dallas Turner never get called for being held when every single big play we had for a long time, it felt like we got called for something. How do we have 17 fouls? Some of them you can't question. I agree with that. I agree with that. This is an undisciplined team. I have no problem saying that, but how do we get 17? They get six for like 30 something yards. That's it's embarrassing. It's a bad look for the sec. It's, um, it meant a lot. I feel bad. I'll tell you who I feel really bad for is some of these lower-level games that aren't as meaningful. I mean, uh, when Arkansas and Mississippi State play, or uh, that's a bad call this year because Mississippi State only has one loss. Let's say when Vandy and Missouri play. When one of them gets jobbed because they've got – if these officials that went to our game are the best the league has to offer, holy cow, what brain-damaged – one-eyed, uh, one-legged men, are they sending out there to referee those games? If that was the best the SEC has to offer, they have to reevaluate everything. Because, again, I have no problem saying if you get called for PI and you think it shouldn't be, fine. But when you – the whole point – the biggest point in this whole game is the whole point of football right now is on safety. The whole emphasis is on safety. Bryce Young was obviously, undoubtedly, targeted yesterday on one very clear play. Bryce Young, who is, again, and you, you say size shouldn't matter in this, but Bryce Young is not even six feet. He's not even 200 pounds. A gigantic human being that looks like he was made in a lab, whoever number 21 is for Tennessee, 
targeted Bryce Young, should have been thrown out of the game. Again, I'm not saying if it was malicious or not. I'm not even saying I like the targeting rule. I'm just saying that is the rule. And they reviewed it, and they came up with, eh, we kind of think he lived with his shoulder. I'm just telling you, Jimmy, that crew was the worst crew I've ever – that was the single worst officiated game, one-sided officiated game I've seen in one game. I've seen worse calls, worse individual calls. I've never seen a crew that inept at, at doing their job for one game on a Saturday. Yeah, for me, it wasn't so much the 17 penalties against Alabama because probably most of them, if not all of them, but most of them were well-earned by Alabama. Uh, My problem was if the officials are so willing to call all the fouls on Alabama, then why didn't they call obvious fouls on Tennessee on multiple occasions? It wasn't just this one thing or the second thing. It was really multiple things, and, and, and the four down thing just amplified uh, anyone's doubt that this crew performed competently yesterday. They most certainly did not. Uh, But you do have to overcome it. Uh, You know, my my analogy would be basketball. And, you know, years that Kentucky is really good in basketball and you got to go to Rupp, guess what? You're not going to like the calls. (laughs) You are not going to like the officiating at Rupp Arena when Kentucky is good. You're probably even going to flat out get hosed a few times. But you know what? You know that going in. And you know that you have to overcome all of that. That's why there is such a thing as a home field advantage. Uh, Tennessee had a massive home field advantage. And uh, I just say that saying, I think in Atlanta, it would be a a more fair playing field. Uh, they wouldn't have that advantage, and they probably wouldn't get the same calls. So, uh, you know, I would look forward to playing them again in Atlanta, assuming Alabama takes the next five or six weeks to improve. Well, and we got to assume they get there by getting by Georgia, which, I, frankly, I think they can beat Georgia. Again, this is no referendum on Tennessee. I'll predict right now that they won't, uh, but okay. I'll predict they can. Uh, I, I think without the home field advantage – uh, and, and they're going to give up a bunch of points to Stetson Bennett, and, and I bet they don't score against Georgia like they did against Alabama. And they're pl- now, if they were playing Georgia up there, I would uh, pick Tennessee to win oh, the yeah. game. But uh, I, I don't think they'll beat Georgia and Athens. I really don't. Okay, but I do maybe this won't happen. This could happen, which is going to be uh, fun. Isn't the right word? But let's say Georgia's twelve and zero, Alabama's eleven and one. Alabama gets to Atlanta, beats Georgia to win the SEC. Now Alabama's 12 and 1. Georgia's 12 and 1. Tennessee at 11 and 1, whose only loss was to Georgia on the road. How are you going to keep two, much less one, of those teams out? Yeah. That's so maybe we should be prepared to get super screwed later. No, on. no, no. If, look, if we win the league in that scenario, we're going. The ones that would get screwed would be Georgia or Tennessee. We can no longer be screwed. Listen. After after yesterday, I'm just going to walk around (laughs) sobbing. Wait wait for a (laughs) piano to fall on you. No. (laughs) I'm just going to walk around sobbing after yesterday. Here's the good news. We cannot get screwed out of a national championship appearance now. I mean, with one loss. We cannot do it. Because if we lose again, we don't deserve to be there. 
Right. And so, but if we went out, we're going. You can write that down. That's in cement. Um, now, again, I'm going to say this one more time. This is not a referendum on Tennessee. I am not mad at Tennessee. The W is the W. It always will be the W. It'll go down in history as a W. I don't want any Tennessee fan to think that I'm suggesting that Tennessee paid the refs or the none of that stuff. I think these refs are incompetent. I don't think I think they got caught up in the moment. When the, yeah. the other thing, if you even if you think wrongly that what happened at the end zone when Kool-Aid made the interception was pass interference. It wasn't, but let's just say you think it was. If you don't have a problem with the fact that the flag came out egregiously late, then there was a monstrous long huddle where they clearly were debating, um, this was a block in the back, right? And one of them was like, uh, there might have been some P.I. in there. Might, I kind of think I saw it. And then they debated that. And then even when they were reading the penalty on the loudspeaker, he said, pass interference on the return. What is wrong with you? Get help. You are not good at your job. Quit. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with not being good at your job. I've had a lot of jobs. I'm bad at several of them. Don't do this job anymore. And the fact that the SEC is going to employ this crew anymore is a travesty, especially if they are the ones – that did the Bo Nix backwards pass game, which I will not confirm nor deny because I choose to believe it. I believe they were the same crew that worked Alabama, Texas a and a year ago. Jesus. And I believe that's true. But it, I, it, it, I thought it was real bad, but I, I will say this. I would like, I would like an officiating, an unbiased officiating expert to review this tape and deliver before before i i mean of course i am uh, unlike the officials i am biased <laughs> i know the way i want it to go yeah. but it certainly felt like this at best best it felt like this it was a game that had eight was it a blocking foul or a charge and all eight went against us true all that's good eight. that's what it best that's what it was we lost every block charge call for 40 minutes of a basketball game and, and and ended up being decided by a buzzer beater at the end when you're like, gosh, if just one of those block charges went our way, we had the free throws that would have won the game. But none of them went our way. So let's just uh, – got to play better. Mississippi State's going to throw it a lot. Will Rogers is a talented – Hendon Hooker's good. And, and I'll say Hendon Hooker's probably better than Will Rogers, but not by a lot. Will Rogers had a outstanding – Rodgers had a season good enough to be first team all SEC. He won't be because that's how good the quarterback play is around the league. But Will Rogers has played his way to where he could be a first team all SEC quarterback. Uh, with Mike Leach, of course, dangerous on offense. What's really impressive is stayed on uh, defensively. A uh, big fan of Forbes, Emmanuel Forbes, their cornerback. First round pick, yeah. slam dunk to me. Uh, Forbes probably as good a corner as there is in college football. Well, that's. I'm going to tell everybody that's the last I hope I bring up any of these officials or any officials ever. I, I do respect that the job is hard. I've always said that, hey, sometimes you, you, you know, sometimes you're the windshield, sometimes you're the bug, and sometimes you get a bad call. I, again, I've never seen a whole game where you get everything, like you said, eight blocks or charges, they all go against you. It's like flipping a quarter eight times and all of them come up heads. It can happen. You just don't see it very often. And um, it just happened to be against uh, Tennessee 
at the wrong time, and Alabama also continued to make mistakes. Here's the one bright side. Despite the fact that I think the officiating was incompetent, despite the fact that Alabama has so much to work on, and despite the fact that Tennessee is a really good football team, I like Hendon Hooker. I like Wyatt. I like that. I just like their team. I like to see them playing better. And despite the fact we were playing on the road in maybe the most rabid environment we've seen in God knows how long. True. That was one. Still almost one. And this yeah, and I would say, I didn't talk about it yet, but, I, you know, I hate putting it on one kid, but the single biggest play of the game was the, the Q Robinson's punt. Yeah. I, I felt it's unfair to say it's a 14-point swing because that entails I thought Alabama would get the ball and the march down and score, but I really believe they would have. I really believe that at that point in the game, the way things were going, Alabama was going to get that ball and Alabama was scored. Instead, Alabama got no possession and Tennessee got seven points. That's a 14-point swing in a game Alabama lost by three points. Uh, uh, as an Auburn friend of mine here yesterday said, they scored a touchdown when they punted. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's, that's tough to do. All right, yeah, that's going to yeah. do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys for letting me complain. It was a bit cathartic. I feel a little better now, and uh, I will move past this as long as I never have to see though that particular crew again. All right. Congratulations, Tennessee, though. You are an awesome team, and um, I don't want to take anything away from you in that regard. I just think we could all do better as fans of officiating. So that'll do it for today's podcast. We will uh, catch you guys tomorrow. Until then, roll tight. Roll tight.